Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're going to talk about intellectualizing your feelings. Sometimes as husbands, we talk ourselves into having feelings or even talk ourselves out of the feelings that we feel and try to convince ourselves of both. So we're going to just tackle that topic today. And we also want to hear from you. So make sure you're hitting us up on our socials. That is Marriage is Tougher. You can search across all the platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, where else were you at? TikTok. We're on TikTok, but we haven't put any content there yet. Um what am I thinking? Uh, YouTube. Yeah, you can find us on YouTube. We're posting all the videos there. But uh, yeah, make sure you do that. Converse with us on the website, marriagestougher.com. You can also reach out and let us know you want to be a guest on the show. So yeah, do all those things. And uh, outside of that, let's have this conversation. All right. So intellectualizing your feelings. Man, I feel like I do this all too often. Um. Like for me, it hits real hard because I think I try to convince myself that maybe I don't have feelings or maybe that I shouldn't have a feeling that I'm having is probably the better way to put it. What are your what are your thoughts on that? No, I'm 100 percent shouldn't have feelings. Like, why am I feeling this way about whatever this is? Right. <laughs> like, yes, it's so much in my mind. There's. You, there's so much more energy or you can spend your time more wisely than <laughs> experiencing feeling. <laughs> so, no, that is, that's wild. But I guess to unpack that, it's like, where does that even come from? Yeah. So it comes for me from, I think, some past experiences I've had, right? And I want to be clear, what I'm about to talk about kind of all falls in the fear category as far as a feeling is concerned, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's oftentimes where my wife will be working at night, I'm home with the kids or whatever, and I simply, to this day, cannot sleep until I know she's home safe, right? Now... The, the evidence I have of our decently long relationship tells me that she's going to be home safe, right? <laughs> but for whatever reason, that like I just get stuck there and she could text me or not text me one way or the other. It's more or less I just need her there. Like it's, it's a thing. Yeah, so but that makes sense. But what are the – how are you wrapping that into feelings? Um, so now are we talking emotions that happen or is this like intuition that falls into that? I guess I would probably call it more a false intuition. Okay. Right. But it's not like I'm imagining that she is, you know, hurt or something like that. 
it's just this subconscious thing that I, I experience that logically I can place in fear, mm-hmm. but I'm not so fearful of it where I'm like, well, I got to pack the kids up and go find her. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because I know she's at work. You know, it's, I don't know. I I can't to this day explain it. So I'm probably going to have to go talk to somebody to unpack it, mm-hmm. to deal with it. But, man, it's a it's a struggle for me. That, that, that one specifically is a struggle for me. That is uh, understandable. Um, meaning those thoughts or whatever, but it's, yeah, it's a, it can become another level when certain things in life are hindered because of that false intuition. Yeah. But, yeah. so yeah, maybe unpack that with someone that uh, knows how to do those things. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, so that is one way we can either lean into, but at the same time, like you... Yeah, it's it's a level that you're like, well, we're not going to go search for her because I know she's fine. Yeah. But it's still like, but what if she isn't? Yeah. Type of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, my feelings are more like, am I irritated by this thing that's mm-hmm. happened? And then, should I be irrita- irritated? No, I shouldn't be irritated. Okay, I'm just going to let it go. But then secretly, or not secretly, deep down, it's not addressed. Um, and then it it can be, like, I, that's just it. Like, I've talked myself out of being irritated. Yeah, that's a big one for me, too. There are often times when my wife will ask me, hey, what's wrong? And I'll be like, nothing, because I'm actively convincing myself that I shouldn't be upset about whatever it is. So first off, I've just lied to her that nothing's wrong because she can see it in my face that something is off, right? She doesn't know if right. it's about her or just something that, I've, that happened at work or whatever the case may be. She's just genuinely asking, hey, what's wrong? Because she cares. And, uh, you know... As she does, she could be there just to let me get it off my chest and listen. Um, Or if it's something within our relationship, she may just want to tackle it and get it out of the way so we can move on. But for whatever reason, as the, the title of the episode says, I intellectualize myself out of talking to my wife about my issues. And it... It probably often is something that was, you know, just some, something that like annoyed me, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like, oh, that's something so little that that doesn't warrant a conversation, right? I don't need to let her know that I feel vulnerable in this moment because I, I feel upset about something so little, right? But then, like you said, it goes... It goes unmanaged. It goes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just unhandled. And then it festers and then it happens again. And I'm like, ooh. 
There it is again. <laughs> right. Yeah, the thing about that is I don't, intellectualizing, I guess, is kind of like explaining it away, right? Yeah. In this case. But it's almost, maybe we should frame it as conflict resolution, mm. right? If we see it as conflict resolution, for me, I'm more apt to lean in, right? Because if there's like something that I see as a conflict, I'm trying to resolve it, especially with my wife, right? Yeah. Um, or anyone close to me. Like, I don't want to have conflict. We got to work through it um, at my job you know, with my friends. All right, well, what's the deal? We're going to work through it. If we think of it as conflict resolution as far as I'm having these feelings, I'm annoyed by this, or, you know, I'm hurt by this, let's talk through it real quick, then it never gets to fester, right? But it, just like if we have a conflict, but we never say anything about it, it's just hanging in the room. Whatever room you walk in with, the person that you have the conflict with. So maybe if we shift our mind and think of our feelings, maybe not call it conflict resolution, but think of it along that those lines. Like, right. let me just get this out. We'll have a conversation. Even if it goes into a 10-minute conversation and it was a five-second feeling, at least it's gone. One, I've opened up a vulnerability space with my wife, which she's been wanting right. and which we should be doing. Two, it's not anything big that's scary like, you know, I just spent, you know, I just blew $50,000 on stocks, right? It's not anything of that nature, yeah. right? So this is, if we can get past this, it's it's those small wins that strengthen our marriage, you know, that undergird our marriage. We say, hey, I'm having this feeling, this is what it is. It's over, even if we're like, it's over now. I just want to let you know this was going on in my brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, you know what, pays off. I think I've told you that I've started to bring up these little things in my marriage. Um, like, for example, it had nothing to do with my wife. It was this feeling that I had that I was experiencing some fear about our future plans to purchase a home, mm-hmm. right? And just because I was basing what I knew how to do, not so much what I should do, in this little scenario I was playing out in my head, I went to her and I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, I in my head I was toying around with the idea of applying for a credit card, right? And my idea was like I just – just want to boost my credit score, right? Because I haven't, we haven't uh, played in a place yet where we let our score drop and then let it become indeterminable, right? And then what, so the process we're going to go through when we're ready and have the significant down payment that we're looking to save is be manually underwritten for the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I don't know what that side of it is, I, I got a little afraid. I'm like, oh, I, I better, I better like juice my score just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I just talked it out with my wife. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, obviously, I didn't do this. I just wanted to let you know, like, I was having this feeling. Um, 
and we really didn't necessarily have a conversation about it because that's how I approached it. It was just like, hey, like I'm over this now. I just wanted to let you know this happened. Um, and she's like, okay, <laughs> right? And then she was like, thank you for telling me. Um, you know, and I, I think she may have been waiting for me to have more to say about it. But again, mm-hmm. like I said, it was just more or less. I just wanted to get that off my chest. And like you said, Paul, which I'm glad you did earlier, opening up that space of vulnerability with your wife is huge because as you were initially talking, my thought was, yeah, but there was a time where I couldn't do that, right? So Mm -hmm. I guess I I was just happy that you went into it a little bit further because that was my first reaction. Like there's probably some people listening that, or saying, like, I don't really know how to do that yet. So do you think it might be beneficial to talk a little bit more about that? Man, I mean, I think your example was good. I was, I was just thinking, if you start with not even feeling type conversations, right? If it's something that's light that you that we think is dumb, <laughs> that ran through our head, just still talk about it. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, um, <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about going to said gas station, but then, you know, I pulled up the app to see if there was any gas cheaper, so I went here. Right? Just start talking about little things of your thought process, mm-hmm. and so that way you can lean into when it become, goes from thought to feelings that you can say, hey, um, you know, li- another little thing. Hey, like, um, I don't know. Or even even um, if you don't want to do it about you, maybe just check in with her, right? Okay. Like, hey, um, you know, I know some some days when you come from home from work, it's, you know, you haven't had good days. You know, is there anything that happened today? Or, um, or on a positive light, hey, I know you said you had a bad day, but where did you crush it today? Um, just some things that might not be you, but still can help you feel engaged in um, your with your wife's feelings and situations. Yeah, I like that because I think that it also opens up a line for you to start communicating as well. And then if you get in that practice and if you're intentional about how she's communicating those things to you, you then can, you know, listen and learn how to do the same, right? But I think if you get into the practice of she gives you something, then if it's something about her day, if it hits with you, um, you can then like kind of turn it around and say, oh yeah, this also happened in my day. Um, I'm thinking like just if it's kind of in the same realm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think it's, listening intently to what she's saying well in my case my wife is a good communicator um verbal processor so i take kind of cues from her like okay she just said this how can i say it say something like this back like in communication like she's focused on this and i like the way she does it is there a way that i can do that back it's almost like teaching learning by observation if that makes sense yeah um, and seeing like, in my case, like she can literally talk about anything, right? So kind of me- seeing that, 
pick up on cues. And again, I think it's all about the the blanket statement of, hey, I'm working on talking through my feelings and not explaining them away. So I may say some things that are trivial, but I'm just trying to let you inside. I think if we start with that as like focused, um, focused energy, she'll be open to like, all right, why are you te- like, she won't be like, why are you telling me this? Like, <laughs> or, and if she is, you can remind her, hey, remember the other day I said I'm going to be more intentional on letting you know about my feelings and my thoughts so that I can open up to you more. I mean, that's to me, that's words that every wife wants to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you said that because that's kind of how I felt when I told her about thinking about the credit card. She was just like, oh, all right. <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't care? <laughs> yeah, and I think our expectations have to be to just set them low. Like, worst case scenario, she's going to be like, okay. I mean, I guess worst case, worst case scenario, she can be like, that's dumb. <laughs> but right, right. but I mean that's if that's your relationship where she says that I mean like if if that's how you guys respond that's fine um, some people that's how they communicate so I'm not yeah. saying that's not it but if whatever works for you so that you can understand that she may not it may not go into this big deep conversation that we're fearful of having as men it may just be like eh, okay. yeah Yeah. no it's that's cool because i i actually think that if she were to say those words that's dumb to me she would have said it in a laughing manner yeah and i wouldn't have taken that as an attack right it would have just made me realize like yeah i I know it's dumb i just was trying to you know be honest with you about thoughts i was having and also use it as a tool to help her hold me accountable Right, which is yeah, you know, a space I wanted to open with her as well. Yeah, the th- and going back to what we just talked about, I think it's more set yourself up not to expect something that would make you see her response as um, something that we can get offended by. That's what more I was going okay. right because understand your wife and your situation and know that. If you say this to her, she's. It's hard for me to think that she would come at you at a place to hurt you <laughs> in that space when you preface, <laughs> I'm working on this for the betterment of our relationship. And it may be silly the things I say. Then she'll just agree, like, yeah, that, that seems silly, but I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah. get offended by those words. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry, my mind went off on a tangent, but. Yeah, man. Um, so I, I think I have to mention this. There are times. I'm, well, I'm going to bring up the kids. There are times, and I need to be better at this, that I try to intellectualize my kids out of their feelings as well. Right, and this happens, I think, most with my oldest daughter, and then now my son, who is three about to be four next month right and what's even funnier about it is that i often think about our conversations and how well you guys did with isaiah 
and I catch myself and I try to lean heavier into one, allowing them to feel how they're feeling and then two, allowing them to communicate that to me in a safe place where Mm -hmm. I'm not just like, yeah, but that, that doesn't even make sense. Like just, just stop. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? No. uh, Yeah. I feel that. I think, seeing my wife model that helped me get better or even her after the fact be like maybe you should ask what's going on why they feel that way right because if it's out of their ordinary character then if they can helping them identify what that is will help them identify as they get older Mm -hmm. right instead of just being like stop quit crying why are you being so emotional blah 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 be like hey what what just happened that you're now crying. You were just fine a couple seconds ago. And then if they can't help them try to identify things um, that they can pick out if they if they don't have the vocabulary to articulate. Mm-hmm. But that's also a balance of like giving them an out. To be like, oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's not, like just kind of give them that space. So um, yeah, just I think it's more just being intentional. Yeah. With, you know, those close to you. So even with the kids, like, and that's tough, man, especially if you've had a rough day and it seems trivial and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> <clears throat> or it's been happening all day and you've been good and then this is the last straw and you're like, everyone stop. <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that just happens to be right, you know, what life is. And it's in those moments where we make that eff- extra effort and push through um, is the things that your kids will bring up that you don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It, my practice now is to try to help them, like you said, um, verbalize what's going on, right? My daughter is seven, uh, nearly eight, and she's good at, do- good at doing that. My son, like I said, three, about to be four, is actually fairly decent. Um, my kids who are speaking all have decent vocabularies. Um, so he often says things to me that I don't even know if he know, knows what the word means, but somehow he uses it in context, right? Um, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, but like I said, my practice now is to just try to pull more out of him and I am intentional now about trying to make sure that he knows that's a safe place to say what he's feeling, right? And there's typically two categories. One for him is fear, and then the other is sadness, Mm -hmm. right? Now, it's typically the fear one that I have that like visceral reaction to, and I'm just like... Bro, it's a cartoon movie. Like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, in my man brain, I'm just like, well, just go play with something. Stop watching the movie. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's just like he's experiencing fear and I can't just shut that off. Which I think that's maybe what I'm thinking. Like, how much of this is me? trying to control the situation rather than 
just letting him be who he is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that is always the balance, which is good. It, it, and it all comes back to being intentional, mm. right? Like really evaluating, trying to evaluate all situations separately instead yeah. of like linking them, you know, and it's, you know, understanding in this case, like understanding that, you know, Maxwell is four, three, almost four, and their brains haven't, they don't, not until like eight or nine do they understand what's real and what's fantasy. So to him, this cartoon movie is really happening and he's in it. Like you ever notice when kids, like you're trying to talk to them while they're watching something and they just are not hearing you. It's because they are living whatever they're watching. Right. Um, so, the, but the same thing is being intentional with ourselves when we're walking through this, these feelings too. Yeah. Like giving ourselves, even be like, hey, Paul, this is a safe space to work out your feelings <laughs> like it's fine it may be whatever our version of a cartoon movie is <laughs> like it's okay just walk through it and it'll be fine yeah oh man that's that's good stuff is there anything else that you wanted to uh touch on no, just understanding feelings are okay. And if you're intentional about working through them and processing them, um, you won't have to talk yourself out of them or invalidate them so that you can move on with your life. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.